Hi, and welcome back to Healing Quest. I'm Judy Brooks. And I'm Roy Walkenhorst. Our focus here on Healing Quest is integrative health and holistic wellness. You know, for most of us, the holidays are a joyous, if sometimes hectic and stressful time. But for many people who've experienced a loss in their life, the holidays are very difficult. And by loss, we mean not just the death of a loved one. Uh, We also mean the loss of maybe a job or a marriage or a relationship or or the loss of a home, which is certainly the case right now with people all over California this year in the wake of those devastating fires. So if you have someone in your life who may be dealing with loss during these holidays, we'd like to spend a few minutes talking about how to help in a situation like that. To give us some guidance on how to handle that, we're very pleased to have with us on the phone Helene Van Sant-Klein a marriage and family therapist in Fair Oaks with over 20 years experience. She's also a clinical counselor and a registered nurse. Helene, welcome back to Healing Quest. Thank you very much, Roy and Judy. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, it's always good to have you on the show. You know, I would imagine that you may be seeing some of what we're talking about in your practice right now. And how do you approach helping someone cope with a loss during the holiday season? Well, the first thing that I I try to do is normalize their feelings. Uh, A lot of people aren't really aware that there are literally stages of grief and loss, and so I like to educate them to those stages. And then after that, try to help them find ways to cope, uh, things that they can do to help them still approach the holidays, and instead of maybe just avoiding them altogether to be able to embrace them, but maybe do something different that can help them still be connected to the holidays without you know, simply feeling sorrow or a lot of sadness. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's okay with you, I'd like to just kind of talk a little bit about the stages of grief and loss. Because I, I was going to ask you that. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people out there that could really, it could really help them to know if they're going through these stages, it kind of makes you feel like you're going crazy. But then if you understand that it's a normal process, then you can, it can help you cope with it a little bit easier. Great. Let's just kind of go through them one at okay. a time and discuss sure. them okay. one at a time. Yeah. Absolutely. The first stage is denial, mm-hmm. and that's usually early on in the loss, and that's when you feel shock, numb, disbelief, it, like it's a bad dream or a nightmare that you're going to wake up from the morning and it's going to be all a dream. Or a lot of people describe it as a feeling like they're just walking through jello. Mm-hmm. No feeling at all. Mm-hmm. And then the next stage is anger. And that can be anything on the continuum from feeling to sort of mild irritability, kind of like a little bit of a raw nerve ending, to full-on rage. And that's displaced, and it can be displaced on other people, inanimate objects, angry with God, or any people that may be involved in that loved one's care, if it's a particular loved one, or in a particular situation where people have lost their homes. It can be, you know, like, well, what's happening? They're talking about the forest rangers or something not not doing their job. It can just be displaced on anybody, anytime, anywhere. Um, And then the third stage is bargaining. And Hmm. when Elizabeth Kubler-Ross came up with these stages, she referred to it as bargaining with God. So people would say, please, God, if you let this person live, I will be you know, the best person on earth, I will go to church every weekend, or whatever it is that they're bargaining with God to make this event not have happened. But really where it is, it takes us out of our emotions into our head. Hmm. So it's almost like a state of mental confusion where we're trying to make sense out of what happened, trying to understand what happened and figure out maybe what they could have done to have prevented that loss. So it really can 
kind of keep you spinning around in your head. This can keep you up at night, too, just thinking about what I could have done differently. Maybe some guilt comes in that kind of magnifies that problem. And then the next stage is depression. And this is what most people think about when they think about grieving. And this is, again, it's on a continuum, anything from feelings of just kind of gloominess to full-on body shaking, quaking, sobbing. And it comes in waves, and it can come out of the blue. When you least expect it, something can trigger it, and it just feels like it washes over you, and you're just swallowed up in it. I kind of call it a tsunami of grief. It just hits you in the face, washes over you, and you're right in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. And like waves, you want to just kind of hold your breath and ride it out because you will come back to shore and everything will be okay. So as the weight comes over you, it will eventually just pull away. You know, I want to say something. I want to go back to the word you use, trigger it, you know, because the holidays are a trigger for maybe something that happened, you know, in your childhood. You know, maybe your parents got a divorce when when you were a kid. Absolutely. And that first Christmas was awful. So that stays with you. That emotion stays stuck in your body. And you don't even know sometimes why you don't like Christmas. That's exactly right. And there are some people that do know and still hate Christmas. Right. <laughs> Can't get past it and they just avoid everything holiday-related altogether because they had someone that passed away or, like you said, had a divorce that occurred really close to Christmas, and it's just stuck with them. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard to get past that. And again, it's another loss. They've given their power up to it completely, and they haven't been able to find a way to move through that and still connect with any joy at the holidays at all. I'm assuming that if someone is going through this, reaching out for help is important. Absolutely. And I want to just go back to that final stage. We didn't get number five. We didn't get five. I think number five. Which I think is acceptance. And that's when we have been able to integrate the loss into our life. We may still miss that person if it's that person or our home or hometown or maybe our parents being together. But we are more hopeful and we can look towards a positive future. And again, that doesn't mean that you may not have those moments where you miss them or have that little moment of loss, but it will no longer incapacitate them. Mm -hmm. They won't decompensate emotionally, and they can recover from that quickly. And again, they can go in and out. It's not a smooth transition going through these stages. They can go back and forth. They can go from feeling numb to angry, confusion, sad, angry, numb, angry, sad, back and forth and back and forth. And initially, that can happen all in one hour. Wow. If you're just joining us, I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And I'm Judy Brooks, and you're listening to Healing Quest. And we're talking with therapist Helene Van Sant-Klein about coping with a loss during this holiday season. You know, what are some of the physical health implications of dealing with a loss, especially during the holiday season? Other than what you just kind of went through, I mean, are there any real physical feelings? I think there's some real physical dangers and risks here if you're not really understanding what's going on with yourself. That's that's absolutely the truth, because a lot of times when people are depressed or, or feeling this way, they do neglect their own body. They don't take good care of themselves, and plus the stress, the extreme stress level that they go into associated with grief can trigger all kinds of medical issues, heart disease, cancer, the common cold, as well as some psychiatric disorders like anxiety and depression. And, and usually sleeping and eating can be disrupted, and if we aren't eating properly, if we aren't getting adequate sleep, that affects the body as well. And if that goes on for a long duration of time, then that individual 
before it goes to a long duration of time, that individual should seek out medical attention. There may be some medications that can help them so that they can keep focused, take care of themselves, and just really focus on themselves again um, to, to be able to, to move through all of the things that they have to do and to be able to function so that they can get some sort of benefit from that and, and to be able to not socially isolate themselves, too. That's a good point. How long does the grieving process typically last? And I know it's different for everybody, and some people you know, grieve forever. Yeah, that's true. And, and well, a lot of it, I, I usually tell clients that the amount of grief that we experience is typically, you know, at the same level of the amount of gifts and blessings that we received from whatever it is that we have now lost. You know, people have misperceptions about how long the grieving process should last, and there really is no definite normal length of bereavement, and it varies from person to person, culture to culture. And, and again, incident to incident and and the amount of investment that you have. But if it goes on for a certain amount of time, for a really long duration of time, and it's incapacitating and it affects that individual's functioning, and according to the medical community and how they look at um, major depressive disorder, if it lasts longer than two weeks, wow. and then they look at that as major depressive disorder. Wow. That's, and that they should short. seek some professional help. And, of course... I don't know anybody that hasn't grieved longer than two weeks. I, I don't like, either. I, that's that's by the book, huh? There. That's by the book. <laughs> I've, I've got to tell you by the book. Uh, <laughs> licensed therapist. So I think if people are understanding and they know what's normal during the grieving process and it isn't incapacitating them and preventing them from continuing to function, they they probably should seek some help. If they're able to continue to function and they understand what's happening to them and they've got the information that they need and they can keep working on themselves and doing some things to help them um, work through it, I think that they can they can still manage. We're almost out of time, but let's just quickly talk about some of the coping mechanisms and some of the things that can bring us a little, maybe joy might be too big of a word, but you know, what can we do to make ourselves feel better? Well, the first number one thing is don't isolate yourself. Stay in contact with friends and family that understand the people that you love, that love you, um, and try not to just ignore it. Allow yourself to express emotions as they surface. Take as much of the stressful stuff off your plate as possible. So probably wouldn't be a good idea to be the hostess <laughs> for hosting Christmas this year. Right. Um, and be realistic about what you're capable of. The same kind of thing if it's that's probably not realistic. What I found is that people can include the memory of that individual somehow in their holiday tradition. Don't try to exclude it completely. That's not really realistic either. But to bring something in that reminds you of that person so you can hold them close to you as well. And there's lots and lots of um, support groups and things like that out there that can help you. But, But I think the other thing that's really important is a lot of times people will say things because they think they're helping you, and it may not necessarily be so helpful. Right. Just know that they have positive intention. Exactly. That they're trying to be helpful. But look to the things, create new rituals, create new holiday traditions, surround yourself with people that you love, that love you, and remember what these seasons are really about. 
And, and that's love. I'm getting the sign that we have to stop. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> so thank you so much. We've been speaking with therapist Helene Van Sant Klein about dealing with loss during the holiday season. And if you'd like to contact Helene, her website is helenevansantkline.com. That's H-E-L-E-N-E-V-A-N-S-A-N-T. K-L-E-I-N.com. Healing Quest podcasts are available at our website, HealingQuest.tv. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Healing Quest. Tell us your personal story. Or email us at info at HealingQuestRadio.com. I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And I'm Judy Brooks, and you're listening to Healing Quest on iHeartRadio.